Right. Hello. We're um we're back for our second episode, or second uh, yeah second episode second of, episode uh, of the um, podcast. I have to say, just off the bat, I'll admit where I went wrong, <laughs> and that's that. Um, obviously, no one will know this, but we recorded a second episode a couple of weeks back, um, and it was quite it was quite a gem. Actually, we thought mm-hmm. we thought we had discussed some really interesting things, and we had um, discussed some really interesting. Things. We really did, and yeah. we listened even listened back to it. I listened back to it a little bit, and I try to cut it cut it slightly, <laughs> edited it slightly, and what happened was I actually deleted the whole thing. So we are here re-recording that episode. But what that means for you guys is that it's probably yeah we got to practice be running better. to this one so this <laughs> one's got more structure. We'd hope. Yeah, we're learning. We're learning how to do this right now. Our setup is uh, prime. We've got some proper audio happening as well as a laptop with things to actually discuss instead of trying to remember because um, things get very complicated very quickly. Um, and so we get uh, off. We get thrown off track. Hundred percent. Very easily. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's a big problem we're having. But we're learning, and uh, you're along for the journey. So episode two, season one, episode two, is that we're touching on um, populism and, uh, and in current context and, you know, what, what it means in modern day society, what we're yeah. seeing with the internet. Um, it's just, it's probably something that everyone should understand um, and just good to know. So what is populism? Um, Shantz and I both had, we both yeah. found, well, I Googled it and Shanti. I also Googled um, it. Thought about it. I Googled it, but I didn't, I wouldn't say I... I went for the first definition, although Google pretty much puts up um, Wikipedia definitions, exactly. which is quite... So it's a Wikipedia d- definition. But yeah, and I'm a big fan of Wikipedia. Um, don't listen to your teachers. If they tell you don't use Wikipedia at school, um, Wikipedia is very trustworthy, actually. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. you should obviously always check things, but okay. it is pretty much like 100% trustworthy, um, peer-reviewed and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do you want to? Okay, yeah. So, the- so so what I found was the quickest Google search was this: uh, populism is defined as a political approach that strives to appeal to ordinary people, people who feel that their concerns are disregarded by the established elite. All right, it's probably I would it's it's kind of it's kind of populism. It's good. It's an acceptable one, but it's also yeah. Anyway, chances go another another. Yeah, so I I mean I pretty much got the same thing, um, and. It's basically I, I actually found a piece on Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, um, which is also a really great go-to in terms of like anything political, anything philosophical. Go look up Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy. Um, but yeah, mine says that it's it's a stance, political stance that emphasizes the idea of ordinary people, like Lou said, as to juxtapose this group against the elite or certain group known as an elite group in society. Um, so yeah, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I found out something interesting I was just saying to Luke before we press, re- press record was that um, maybe something we all know, but something we never like say is that seldom populist leaders will describe their movements as populist. Um, even though it's been an extremely successful device in politics since pre nineteen, pretty much throughout human history. At the end, we'll probably we'll, we'll touch on a little bit about like how common it actually is. Yeah, like it's just it's basically just human nature at the end of it. Yeah, like <laughs> dissemination of the dissemination of information. Anyway, um, yeah, and so 
So just yeah, coming back is that it's just basically a political approach that strives to um, approach ordinary people, quote unquote, the majority uh, who feel that their concerns are disregarded by the established elite. Now, the elite is probably, we probably don't even mean that in an economic sense. It can be, it can be like any minority. It's basically the majority versus the minority. Therefore, it's the popular group versus yeah. the non-popular group. And anyone who went to high school knows that if the popular girl says something, <laughs> everyone agrees with her and all guy, you know, or a bit of both, <laughs> depending on how your sexual model is, is fluid. Um, but basically, a popular person says something that becomes the, the rule of law and you just agree. Everyone starts to agree and anyone who doesn't is just um, ostracized. And that, in a nutshell, is populism. populism yeah. But scaled up, it becomes very dangerous when um, states are involved, when yeah. government... Yeah, when, no, it when can get very dangerous. It gets, yeah, um, it gets very dangerous very quickly. And I think, the, I think the point we probably want to do first go to about like the nature of populist movements um, and just like populism is that it's it's really not grounded in anything particular usually. Um, yeah. So, or let me let me say that in another way that because that's not entirely true. Rather, you can have an, a very successful populist movement that has a lot of support and even has the support of the majority of people in a society, but that doesn't mean your movement is grounded in like sound. Um, moral values yeah. or political values or yeah. it doesn't have any it doesn't need to have any strong ideas yeah. for it to be successful so sometimes populist it movements just needs to touch on something where a majority exactly feel. It, more it needs to appeal to people's that majority's emotions yeah. and appeal to their feelings and and just give them a sense of belonging it's, in terms it's of basically ideology. Group identity, ad, identification if you can yeah. if you can touch on someone a universal kind of thing that a large people feel and you touch on that and um, that's basically it you use that to get the to follow you and then you run headlong into whatever you feel like running into so that i mean that in very very simplistic terms is what we're discussing and then there's a couple of examples of populist movements now we've picked the four biggest and probably most common most famous um, most famous because we don't have time to talk about things in depth and we're just going to literally because everyone should know these things if you went past grade 10 history um so the first one which was a populist movement which is the enlightenment revolution or whatever you want to call it was the french revolution um back when we saw basically the french society breaking up um and there was a large upwelling of sorry about that there's a large upwelling of um enlightenment thought that basically touching on philosophy um, breaking down was questioning the what was the imperialist at the time the feudal system yeah and yeah and moved all the way now we're not discussing whether it's good or bad we're just saying it was a populist movement yeah it was it was populist because um like you said there was a level of um new enlightenment where um a majority of people lived um without education and suddenly there was a there's a lot there was a sudden access to a bit, a bit more information than they had had access to before. The common man, the worker, had more yeah. access to information. And yeah. When they started to be able to think, you know, a little bit more in depth and yeah. discuss ideas. Basically, all, all populist movements actually are probably related to a technolo- technological example. Like, for instance, even to nowadays, we're seeing a lot of populist movements... Um, uh, the internet is making it much easier to have populist movement. I mean, you oh, yeah, even, there's definitely. even an argument that a meme is populist to a certain extent because you 
you relate to something and therefore spread it. Yeah. You know, and so that's published. But anyway, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. Going back to the French Revolution, obviously the, the book came out, which was very helpful. You know, the book. Books were were becoming oh, more and more. They were <laughs> the, the, the book. I was uh, yeah the, the book yeah the the like public access to books yeah was was becoming begin, beginning to be a thing yeah and I think that definitely started spreading the fire but also um, yeah it was just I think like in with any populist movement the majority was fed up with certain things in society mm. and there was leaders who were. Um, there to provide them with uh, alternative yeah um, yeah and it actually I mean the French Revolution is a really interesting piece of history because it, it kind of changed um, the way we think about the feudal system yeah um, it was completely. the first real big um, break well, it was the first one that was like almost done with a manifesto like there was a sense yeah. of of there was an objective goal after we brought down the the, the elite. Est- established yeah. elite you know um, and then there was like serious plans often that's why we study it and then that leads us into the second one yeah so it, um, just last thing on the French Revolution yeah. definitely an example of a movement grounded in like strong idealism you know they had strong ideology behind what they were doing yeah. as well as it just being like uh, popular mass movement yeah. um, as you'll know it was ended pretty violently yeah, yeah. but um, yeah like we say we're not dis- really discussing the French Revolution at this point mm. the next one we got down is the Russian Revolution um, which is maybe not that talked about yeah. um, although most people know it happened yeah. I think it's not that much discussed um, in my opinion it's because we're in the grasp of neoliberalism um, at yeah, this yeah. point in time <laughs> and basically like it's a danger for people to know what actually happened so we don't really talk about the Russian Revolution that much we're not taught about it that well at school and if you are taught about it at school you kind of just taught that the communists um, were successful in this instance <laughs> like one of the only instances yeah, yeah. and um, not for that long either yeah, well, I mean, for a long time. Yeah, but but not with what Stalin. They want, but not what they wanted. But yeah, they were successful for like the first time since Marx, and they they um, in a similar way to the French Revolution yeah, soon, overthrew yeah. uh, the, the Tsar, the Tsar, the Tsar which was, was yeah Tsar. like a king. Yes, you know, well, which was the but, yeah. The, I mean, Russia was also a federal state, feudal state, feudal state at, yeah. at this point, and probably the last big one. After mm. after would, yeah, the, the UK, but yeah, at, this, probably. at this point colonialism was collapsing. Yeah, no, no, this no, was, no. was pre nineteen. This was feudalism was collapsing in general. Had been collapsing. Yeah, uh, royal so families was, all over Europe were very much under threat. Yeah, uh, but like uh, yeah, it was definitely one of the l- last empires. Um, it was definitely the last one to fall. end so violently. Like it was the last one to end like that. Yeah, like, where people where, being shot. Yeah, where the royals were literally <laughs> executed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also just um, interestingly enough, also grounded in like the spread Very of information. Good. Exactly. And, yeah. and strong ideology where there was like an appeal to to the common the working common, person. The, the majority of the society or the community, you know. Yeah. Where people, 
on average felt like they were being um, messed up by <laughs> messed up by the Tsar and his um, and his uh, government that they had in place. And so there was obviously, I mean, if you talk, I mean, in the French Revolution, the same thing happened where there was a spread of information and people learned. In the Russian Revolution, it was the same thing following on Marxist views um, yeah. as being an, a solution to the alternative that spread through small underground um, yeah. um, communities. Because obviously, towards, towards the end of the Tsar's reign, it became quite regulated. Like, you couldn't speak about it because the Tsar saw it as a threat because... He was aware that there was a populist movement. Probably not as aware as he should have been, but <laughs> yeah, he definitely didn't know, really know what was going on. But in general, that, that's how it works, is it's almost like you don't know it's happening until it happens. I actually described it yeah. in an earlier way, is that it's almost as if there's small little like, kind of like movements inside yeah. of it. And like... It's like snowball. It's, snow, like it's very gathers, much a snowball yeah. effect. It's like every, every now and then it's like just something yeah, happens, something happens, yeah. something happens. And, and then all of a sudden... You know, this thing's boom, massive. You know, before you and know, then yeah. and then it's too late. I mean, even the okay. No, I'm not. I'm gonna we'll get to it. So we're going to diversify very quickly if we go there. Anyway, um, and then yeah, another one, one, another one being Nazi Germany, which is you can't have a philosophical uh, podcast without going into Nazi Germany. <laughs> it's so standard, but it's also it's just such a stark expression of a populist movement. Yeah, and it's something that everyone knows about, and so it's a really good um, case study for it. If you want to go there. Yeah. I think for me, the, the, the important thing about Nazi, the Nazi populist movement was... Um, it wasn't necessarily an elite group either. Which was it wasn't cool. necessarily an elite group. That's exactly. true. Exactly. It was also... It was it's probably closer to what we're seeing now in populist movements than it was yeah, back then. Yeah, I, I mean, scarily enough. But um, again, we will yeah. get to that as well. <laughs> but it, um, I think the important thing was that it was like... The strongest it was a really strong nationalist movement so yeah. it was like it was all about pride and country and mm. those were kind of the the good grounding principles that it was on and that's how it was really it was easily sold yeah. and then obviously um we all know the story and how it used um discrimination racism yeah, yeah. um as, as, as a gripe to pick on exactly you know something like you know where you know that thing where you like if we have a common en- enemy enemy like any of my enemy is my friend yeah yeah exactly 100%. you'll unite um against a common enemy and basically it it made use of that device and just giving people uh a, con- a common em- enemy which is exactly and also what just elevating them exactly. so like take take a group of people the majority of people in germany in terms of race and elevate them yeah you know? exactly um, or, and, or bind them by a common thread. That's that's exactly. it. It's not, it's not even necessarily elevation, though. There was definitely strains of that. But um, by, by say, oh, we're morally correct to do this. But in general, it's actually it's probably more just a tying in for everyone to feel like you know, quote unquote, blood brothers. That we're yeah. all in this together, and therefore it becomes like it becomes very zealous. Like we do it, and then like a fever pitch, and then it becomes very intense yeah. very quickly. And that's how it becomes a revolution. But it all starts very as a populist thing where people feel together and yeah. think together. And then it becomes very much a crowd, you know, and after you hit a certain point, yeah. it becomes very revolutionary. I think I'd give destructive. I'd give the German people of the time the benefit of the doubt and say that it was definitely that. That was more a uniting factor um, coupled with fear and mm. intimidation. That was definitely strong tactics used by the nazis but yeah. but i'd say 
if I was going to give the benefit of the doubt to just your normal person who maybe either got caught up or just was intimidated into being involved was that it was like you were given a common enemy and maybe like the white supremacism of it was much more at the core of it as opposed to like how they sold it to like the common man yeah it's it's, the common yeah it's it's very much like a a thing of um i don't i don't want to mix my words up it's it's a very it's a very like thing it's like if you're a part of a populist movement it's very difficult to know that you are because yeah, you feel you feel time, for yeah. it, so so that, that's how it, I mean. Even in touching on the next one with Trump, yeah, um, you know. But even like even the last one we touched on, Barack Obama was populist. There's yeah, a absolutely. ton. There's a ton of populist movements, and it's probably just what what we're trying to probably bring across more than anything is that a populist movement is just when a bunch of people get together, feel the same, and then run off one direction, and it's it's led by a strong figurehead or. A, in as was in the French Revolution, Russian Revolution, an ideology. Yeah. More and more nowadays, we're seeing an ideology be embodied by a person because yeah, yeah, exactly. with the internet, it allows us to give identity to a brand. Yeah. This brand being Trump, and even you know the way people buy Apple products, I would say, is probably populist, where you yeah, just feel definitely. connected, and so you buy. It's like just it's a brotherhood sense of community, and touching on the community is probably why. It's just a human reality, which is our ne- next point, where yeah. it's neither a good nor a bad thing. It's how we interact. But what we want to do with this podcast and what the objective of philosophy is in general is, is that we want to look at human reality and we want to look at that that's just how we do it. And we want to objectively say, OK, cool, that's how we do it. Do we have to do it the same way? Maybe not. Um, but we yeah. can recognize can we things ourselves? ourselves. Yeah. And we're not necessarily trying to change what we just we're just saying, well, that's what it is think about it like that and yeah. hopefully it's helpful um but yeah that, that's just that's just basically just what we're trying to do here with and then yeah what's so we were I'm yeah sorry, no, no we just um we just i think we could say a few more things about like modern day yeah. movements i think the big one famous one at the moment is well definitely leading up to 2016 yeah. u.s election was was trump, trump. Yeah. and you know i think a lot of us didn't actually believe he no, ever had a chance. No, I didn't. I had no... I was in um, no way... And I was, like quite, I was quite interested. It wasn't that it was out of ignorance. I just didn't... Like Luke was saying about populist movements earlier, was that like sometimes you you don't realize how big they are until they exactly. suddenly they're suddenly massive. They're very undercover there. And like behind closed I didn't, doors. Yeah, like... I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Like, he, he did lose... He got slightly fewer votes... Mm. In terms of like he vote was, for vote, I mean, yeah, I mean, but fifty percent of America went to the polls and voted Trump yeah. in twenty sixteen. Like that is a massive, massive number to vote on. Basically, on what, on what he wanted, yeah. an ideology that has no ideology. Yeah, um, it's very wish wash. There's yeah, no yeah. that no one voted. No one who voted Trump voted on a principle, um, unless they were, you know, big big money. They voted on like. Um, egoistic principles where it was like well this works for me so I will do this you know like yeah. that that I can understand the logic of um, yeah. but your your um, the the majority of people that voted Trump definitely they didn't have anything to vote on and that's how we know that the devices used throughout his campaign 
we're super effective and yeah. and really drew people it's in huge, with, with the things we've talked thing. about like, like the, oh, the, giving the, people that sense of belonging I mean, and even, common even, enemy even this no, Netflix series that came out this great hack thing I don't know if you've seen yeah, it yeah I haven't actually watched it but, yet but yeah anyway just if you haven't seen it see it it's cool but also just in general just understanding I mean Trump will be a huge the way populist movements are moving forward now are so much more intense and so much quicker than we've ever seen it happen prior yeah. because of the internet and the ability to what it is in a nutshell is dissemination of information is being able to send out information very quickly to vast amount of people and this is what we're doing right now not this is going to become a populist movement but the thing is is that um, the internet is measured in populist movements yeah that's how we define that's how we define success in the internet exactly it's is it's that all of us agree and we give our vote of confidence which yeah. is a share or a like yeah. and then we chat about it later and that's what if Marx, if Marx had existed right now, he would be a YouTuber, or he would be a podcast host, or, or someone would, would have put him on YouTube. Definitely, exactly. Well, he's on YouTube right now, but just <laughs> not not. By, but the point is, is that that is it. Is that we live in an age where populism is how we define success more and more every day. Yeah. Because because success, well, how it was is that money defines success, but now populism gives you success through money because you have people's attention. Yeah. So any kind of brand, any kind of thing is like, it's probably not populist as you would be taught in school, but it's still a movement of people feeling something that are a majority against a minority, you know, and it probably, I mean, in the political context, it's very, it's very um, slim, but in the context of what it actually is of people feeling things together on a yeah. vast scale it's it's a big thing can i know? put it maybe into yeah a Please, sentence with yeah. like Would that makes sense yeah well no i i mean in a just relating it back to our like definition yeah and talking about information being spread over the internet yeah whether that's youtube facebook whatever you read like yeah, yeah. even online newspapers whatever yeah. um is that you provide in a majority of people with this information and maybe the elite in this scenario would be like mainstream or like classical media so like information you have access to at universities which mm-hmm. is is an elite in terms of like yeah of the minority of there's a minority exactly. group of people who go to university yeah, yeah. Um, there's a minority group of people who have access to like um information like um which is being top loaded. level information yeah, yeah. which is being which is being lowered by the internet like yeah, which the is internet provides us exactly them the majority with like this and it's definitely you used the word disseminated earlier and it is disseminated yeah. information like it's it's all kind of watered down a little bit yeah, yeah. and you have to look really hard on to the find. internet because to find it's, all, it's like, like you can find anything lukewarm. but everything's like yeah. lukewarm and the thing is, it's, I mean, it's, that's how it is. It's like lukewarm, lukewarm. It's like a frog in water, almost. That I would say extreme, <laughs> extreme populist movements. Like it's, it's like, it's a frog in like lukewarm water that slowly gets heated and heated and heated. And so all of a sudden you're like in extremist territory, but you didn't realize you were getting there. Yeah. Which is how, I mean, if you watch The Great Hack, that's how they um, convinced, quote unquote, people to vote Trump. Yeah. By, by slowly increasing. Because this isn't something, you don't wake up the next day and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, like, I'm suddenly far right. It's all any kind of 
populist oh, movement. you get pushed and pushed. You, it, but you, Whatever it's gently, that is, if it's gently, be, it's like, been pushed from within or little and, hints on. And what we're saying is just be aware of that. Just be like, listen, yeah. actively think about what you're thinking about because yeah. every day there's something. Every day there's things coming up that you don't. And watch and like you know, and just be aware of it. And because the real, the the real sad truth is, and this is just reality, is that populist movements will always exist because humans are fundamentally the same as we've always been. Our biology subscribes us to doing this thing over and over again. Is that when we feel something, we'll fight for it, yeah. right? And the numbers make it very difficult for everyone to ever think about what they're thinking about. But you as an individual have the responsibility to try. Yeah, you have the, you have the responsibility, but you also have the capacity. Exactly. I mean, like it's we not all, too hard. There's not, I, they, I don't think there's many humans on this earth who don't have the capacity to just take a moment to consider what they're thinking about, whether it's grounded in some, in some values that they think are good, um, and then take it from there. Like just, just that simple thing will at least give you a base level of like, you know, always considering back, like going back to be like, what, why do I think what I'm thinking? And then you go forward again and move on. And I'm not saying you'll ever be like the greatest thinker. I think most of us will just go along checking ourselves all the time but I think a lot of us don't like we'll just go ahead living our lives like thought to thought and not take it back to like that fundamental level in your own head where you're like what do I believe you know exactly do I think this is right for me do I think this is right for the world can I act like this um that type of thing um yeah and I think that is our appeal is to yeah it's just it's we're living we're living in a time (laughs) My dad always used to say that. But we're living in a time where, where things are happening very, very quickly. And um, it's probably more important than ever to just actively think about things. And populism is basically our first and biggest, um, biggest gripe, <laughs> quote-unquote gripe, is because it basically defines everything what we're wanting this podcast to be. Is that It's basically just questioning. Um, just thinking about things through and populist populist movements are just um, what we're not necessarily against but just want to be wary of because it's it's a very easy thing to be swept up in and and yeah it's just it really is just that and I I think I think we're explaining this this right but it's it's more like I mean for me it's a deep um, it's almost almost emotional I would say about how much I want this message to just come across in a clear way, which is why it's becoming unclear. <laughs> but it's that populist movements exist in the internet and a lot of us are getting swept into it without thinking about it. So if we know what it is and we can watch out for it, then we can just think about it. Yeah. And also, just think for yourselves, um, which is what I said at the end of the last one as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So just... Um, We're really circling. Kind of to, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so to kind of um, just like bring everything of what we've said in the last 25 minutes or so um, together and just like kind of look back at it. Um, like a couple of questions, you know, like you said, it's not good, it's, it's not bad. Mm. You know, what is it? And you alluded to the fact that it's just like part of being human and having human societies yeah. and that populism will always exist within um, whatever society we yeah. live in. And the important thing is to always just think critically and question that type of thing but um just thinking back on those examples we brought up and then just any other examples that anyone can think of in terms of like populist movements and what things that that have been described as populist over the course of history 
um, and like talk a bit about connotation. So basically, I would say I was saying to Luke before we started. I, I think the word populist is definitely has a negative connotation. Mm, mm. Um, I would describe it like as in my personal view as like uh, someone who leans left, a little bit of a Marxist. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go and say the Russian Revolution was a populist movement. Um, if I was like talking to someone about it, I wouldn't yeah, be like describe. Yeah. I wouldn't use that to that word to Cause, describe cause, it cause because of the there was so much right. There's a, there's a negative connotation, and I think that connotation would take away from like all the other things I'd rather talk about. Yeah, you know, whereas which is as like a critic yeah. of like right politics, yeah, yeah. I'll go and if I'm talking to someone, I'll be like, oh, you know, Trump's Trump's um, political movement is just like it's full on populist like there's nothing more to it that type of thing it just like gets people riled up and I'll use it as a device to like basically criticize and I think that's what how the word is used so Mm. we've talked about it in a very philosophical way where we've just accepted like there's a lot of things that are populist even though that's a negative connotation it doesn't always mean what's actually happening is bad it just means we're talking about the negativity yeah. of that we're definitely movement. gonna we're definitely gonna probably get into a thing where we're gonna discuss good and bad and whether it even exists oh yeah because when when we talking about to, philosophical things is it's very difficult to use philosophical ideas in a context of good and bad yeah because the philosophical ideas are the overarching thing good and bad exists underneath them so it's very difficult to use like populist yeah. like populist exists whether you think it's good or bad right you know and so right. how do we use that word in everyday life without being like, oh, you know, it's a populist movement, you know, yeah. oh, it's Trump, you know, it's not, it's actually just any kind of movement. Yeah. And, um, it's very much a scientific practice actually. Yeah, just thinking about that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I was saying, um, not all populist movements are bad. Um, definitely not all populist, not all movements have been described as populist by people, obviously who are varying opinions, mm-hmm. um, are bad. And, that's the point i guess of what we're trying to say is that you kind of got to decide for yourself um whether a movement is grounded in values you agree with things that you think are important to us as humans things that you think are important to society continuing and surviving in a stable way and like move towards equality and that type of thing um whereas yeah i think the the negativity of the word definitely it it just describes um definitely in the bad senses uh, senses and how populism is definitely used often to um it uses bigotry often and it uses people's insecurities it's it, it usually attack on minority i mean the, right the, that's why i said in the beginning when we just when i said that um the wikipedia, definitely in a modern day yeah the, the, the wikipedia one right in the beginning when i said the google search one i i said you know elite like quote unquote like because it's not about that. It's basically a majority versus a minority thing. Yeah. And it's not it's not necessarily about a political stance or a thing. It's just on average that's how it plays out. But it doesn't only come out that way. Um, and I think what Sh- what Shant is alluding to is that we just in general just oh that's the only that's the only kind of populism there isn't there isn't okay. there's a ton of populist movements. Um, and we're just saying that you know these are the most common ones that people know about it. Um, but you know. We would. What's that saying? Sorry, not sure. Neither. Virtual laptop. I don't know. Um, yeah. Sorry, that was a phone going off. I'm I think. not sure. Anyway, but basically, um, where was I? 
You were saying what I was alluding to. Yes. <laughs> um, which was <laughs> um, that populist movements exist. Like uh, maybe the in, oh, in yeah, our oh, modern oh, day. Oh, you said modern day. Yeah, okay, okay. Certain things. Like yeah, yeah. That. So, so I mean, we we just I mean, it's just everyone just says, um, "Oh, that's a populist movement." When talking about politics, you know, but it's it's also in everyday life, and so it's you know. I'm very much. I really did lose my train of thought. That's your train of thought. I was, I was very thrown off. Well, um, so I think we we did we covered that quite well. Yeah, um, we we d- we we're actually probably trying to cut down our rambling a bit, and we've actually probably hamstrung ourselves by cutting it too much. <laughs> so now we don't know where to go when we've when we've covered the list. Yeah, because we usually the conversation flows quite nicely. Yeah, way. but um, I think I think we have we don't want to yeah, we touched on it. We don't want to ramble about populism. Too much. Too, too much. much. Probably more excited um, for the next ones when we get into yeah. things that are fun. I think it's a good time to do what we have been doing over the last two podcasts. The one you didn't hear was like we'd like to just at the end talk about some um, prospective topics that we might discuss yes. in the next few weeks. Um, yes. And I'll just I'll, I'm going to jot them down now while we. This is this is for us and not for you. But thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> But um, um, yeah, just to so you can know what's kind of think up. about what's what's coming up, and we so I think what was quite cool we we definitely touched on something earlier. It was good and yeah, the discussion between good and bad. Good we and bad. Discuss a bit of um, moral philosophy. Yeah, that type of Does thing. Does it exist? That'd be interesting. Mm. Um, I also thought of um, there was something we were talking about in this um, podcast. Now I was just thinking about. Uh, talking about Plato a bit more um, mm. in terms of oh, going her, when I was mentioning values and like what you what you value like what do you think do you think this is a good thing or for an idea to be yes, granted yes 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 and then I just how thought how subjective that is as well. made me it is subjective Super definitely subjective, yeah. but it made me think of Plato in terms of like living a virtuous life yeah. when he talks about moral philosophy so maybe that could even be in the same podcast good bad yeah. morality yeah. something like that yeah um, I mean Frederick Nietzsche um, good and evil is definitely going to be like the foundation oh, of how yeah. we're going to discuss about it but we could definitely I mean most philosophers have griped with good and good and evil um, does it exist you know how do we measure it um, you know who who agrees on what which is definitely something we will we will touch on as well as um, I also said something that was a little bit, also for me something I'm fascinating this is the philosophy of language and um, communication information and things like that so i'm also very excited to think about how we think about things in the modern age using technology we have um that for me is just something i find fascinating and i would like to try to chat about that um but what are like the the more the more conscribed ideas of philosophy that people you know there's like a yeah i mean you guys are definitely expecting certain content from us but i'm just trying to think um, because how we think about philosophy is very much in the very thinking activity, not instead of the the necessarily specific academic topics. Yeah, we touch we touch more on just the process of thinking. Um, but there there is definitely topics. Yeah, we have I to think think. we I think we wanted to also stray a little bit from phil- purely philosophical yes, topics. Yes, yes, yes. We do. That was definitely what we talked about first time. Yeah, um, and just talk about more like a little bit more current affairs. Um, yeah. politics as well and yeah I think we we wanted to talk about um, the internet and yeah. I think we even 
talked we wanted to talk about like um like psychoanalysis and yeah. things where we also we, touched on ideology or like the, definitely or like ideology is a big one or, no no what what's idealism idealism yes that was that was what we discussed a lot in the first yeah oh yes we did we did touch first, on that but a but i think i think we we felt like we needed to definitely come back to it so yeah maybe in a couple episodes time we'll yeah. come back to idealism um and just like really get into it because i think we could get in, stuck into that for yeah, a full yeah. like 30 yeah, minutes it's, it's yeah it's it's a it, there's a deep rabbit hole I mean, yeah. every, everything, everything in philosophy like comes like there, there are a lot of things that you can run with very deeply. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good versus evil, um, philosophy of language. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of historical things, but also like I'm, I'm probably also very excited to talk about the future. Yeah. Oh, like that's also something me and you, we chat about quite a Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Like, where do we think things are going? Yeah. We and got that's to... something exciting as well. In fact, I think we should go. We should go with that next. Really? I think we should do... Next one should be... So on, soon. You think they're ready for it? <laughs> yeah. I think we should definitely talk about the future next. Okay. Um, just like the internet, where it's taking us. Yeah, yeah. Climate change. That could be cool. Um, that type of thing. Mm. Um, just like what what do we think the next 50 to 100 years hold for... Or even even shorter term. Even shorter. Yeah. 20 years? Yeah, I mean, listen, like, in the moment with AI, like how do we AI, to AI? 100%. You know, so when, yeah. when there's two colony, when there's two planets that are colonized, you know, <laughs> yeah. if Elon Musk okay. gets, you know... Okay. Future's definitely... Yeah, that's the future. Yeah. No, we were too excited about the future to not do it. Yeah. Um, and then we can decide what's good and evil after we discuss whether the future exists for us. Yeah, exactly. We, ha- we have to have a future to care about... Um, whether it's even worth knowing whether good and evil exists. Exactly. Okay, right. cool. Um, I think so we're going to leave that, it there yeah, for that's today. Prob- that's probably it. Um, yeah, this is, this is our, our content. What do you want to say? Yeah, I think I think uh, just one thing we want is basically this one was recorded on some like kick-ass... Actual, actual well, stuff. Yeah, I'd say kick-ass sound gear. Yeah, we've got a, a little mic in front of us. Yeah, yeah we've got a tripod. We've got a, we're Disney recording on a laptop today. We have a sound guy. We have a sound guy. Um, so yeah, big shout out to Kiran for yeah. hooking us up. Shot. Um, and Talis for providing us premises. Yeah, he, my sister's um, little room is our it's studio. Our studio yeah. And yeah, her, her boyfriend Kiran is actually a producer. Um, so yeah, if you want to check Kiran out, um, definitely go do that. Apple Music, um, Spotify, all the things he's on there. Um, his name is Parable. Um, his producer name so check that out definitely really cool stuff um sure. yeah i recommend and yeah sh- shot to around for helping us out again definitely we needed it yeah we definitely needed it but yeah i mean and then you and then again thanks to you the the listener slash viewer if you're doing this on uh, youtube um and yeah i think we're, we're definitely glad that we're on youtube so yeah thanks we're gonna keep doing this and uh we'll we'll slowly get more and more organized um, but bear with us. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, thanks and have a lovely day, evening, night, life, year. Whatever. Cheers. Yeah. Whatever you're up to. Enjoy cool. it. Bye.